Welcome to the One Fall WrestleCast. One Fall! <laughs> I like it. I like it. I like it. You should. Mixing it up today. Yeah. Boom. Did you just smack an acoustic What's guitar? up, fellas? Uh, Derek, I think Derek hit his, his microphone's boom arm with his drink. Uh, I thought yeah, he, I thought I he was. Have... I thought he was playing yeah. guitar for us. I'm actually creating a new Man. instrument. I'm gonna, you know, I'm patent that the boom arm. The boom arm. Yep. Anyway, Derek, did you lose a bet, pal? No, he looks bet? stunning. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, you, I mean, you know, like I was telling you guys earlier, we just gotta—I just gotta put some respect on this podcast. Hey, hey look, you know, bring the bring the good looks to it every once in a while. Can't look like you know. I just roll out of bed every day. He looks like I want to hire him. For, he looks like I, I mean, want to hire yeah. him for a job, maybe a janitor, but you know. <laughs> oh, I'll be that. One of those good janitors that wear the long sleeves. It's custodian, Dick. <laughs> custodian, yeah. <laughs> custodian, no, even better. Custodial engineer. Ooh, I can go with that. Yeah. The bank actually would probably loan you money if you're a custodial engineer. They would. Oh. Little do they know, it's your job to clean the poop out of your own. <laughs> hey, those people are important in this world. Because I'm not taking shit out of a urinal, that's for sure. No. No, no. I'm, that's so, that's why I was saying yeah, America's the, hero. Yeah, because some little some little prick like Derek's gonna lay a steamer in the urinal and say, what? What? Look what "I don't even shit in public, bro." No, no. no. <laughs> yeah, that's a likely story. You, you phantom pooper. Phantom pooper. <laughs> I seen. Uh, I watched. I watched Derek leave an upper decker at a house party once. <laughs> I don't remember this. What? Well, you know that probably makes sense, but you know, I I plead the fifth on any of this action. I know asshole. nothing. I know nothing. So, gentlemen, how are we doing this week? I kick. Uh, you know what? I'm in a really, really good mood. I can't. It's been even, a good week. I, I can't. You are, pal. Tom's hey, cloud you. nine in it. Yeah, Tom is definitely cloud nine in it. I'm sure we'll get into that at some point. Uh, I'm back. Okay. Damn it, Penny. That's all right. Let's talk about wrestling. That's all right. That nothing beats the day that Jackson laid a laid a steamer right in right on Derek's floor and never even. <laughs> it was Izzy. Izzy. No, was Izzy okay? Don't you be blaming Jax for that. So, all right. So, uh, yeah. Obviously, we're gonna. I'm gonna have a little bit of he- more heavy editing this week than I did last week, but that's okay. We'll 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 get rolling here. You just chuck <laughs> at the whole chunk. It's just one big cut. Yeah. Yeah, start the show at uh, seven minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, this week, so gentlemen, guys, how are we doing? We can start all that over again. Motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming out, folks. This is One Fall Wrestlecast. <laughs> how are you? Good, and you? Not so bad. Do I need to like run the video again? Like start out. <laughs> oh shit! Oh okay. man. Okay. All right, wrestling. Wrestling. 
So this week, lots of stuff going on, guys. Um, some interesting things inside the ring, outside of the ring, around the ring, you know, in the office. In the air around the ring. Yeah, you know, all kinds of crazy stuff going on. First things yeah. first, I saw it's this week. An airborne disease, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Derek. Come on, man. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Have hey. some respect. I don't have a mask up here. I was going to put the mask on. Anyways, uh, before we get into that piece of it, um, I did see that uh, Jeff Jarrett and Impact Wrestling settled their uh, very long and drawn-out lawsuit today. So that's good news for all parties involved, huh? Honestly, I forgot forgot it still hadn't been resolved. Yeah, well, you know, the, the judge threw it out at the end of 2020 with the mistrial and said, you guys need to figure this out on your own because I'm not touching this. Well, I mean, it's only been, what, six years or something, right? Yeah. It hasn't been – it's been the better part of a decade at least, right? Well, what was the deal? Jared wanted money? Yeah. What's he want money for? I mean, he's probably broke, pal. Yeah. Well, what was his claim? Like his uh, – was well, it he, the, the value he, that he brought to TNA for all those years was, of holding owned, the title? He owned TNA. Yeah, he owned yeah. TNA for yeah. a while. Yeah. And then, you know, there was a falling out owner. Global and uh, what the hell is the other? What's, what's I don't know. It's Anthem now, I think. Anthem, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, there, there was a falling out there and feelings were hurt and money was lost. And that's what this has been about for the best yeah. part of six years. Butts were hurt. Yeah. Mostly, mostly Jeff Jarrett's butt. Yeah. His dad. Yeah, dad, dad yeah. Jerry, mm. Jerry, Jerry Jarrett's still alive. Jerry, he's still uh, alive, right? <laughs> you, you you know I think Jerry's still alive. Hold on. You got a Jerry Jared impression. This is something I didn't realize in all the years. Huh? <laughs> That's fine. Talking about days. me. <laughs> well, you know. Uh, oh, he's, he's alive. He's only 78. Oh yeah, oh. only seventy-eight. Taking yeah. up all the young man's air, <laughs> all of it. Whatever. Um. Anyway, so that's cool. Uh. Good. Now we don't have to worry about hearing about that nonsense ever again. Hopefully. I forgot about it, so it wasn't <laughs> wasn't that big of a deal anymore. So, gentlemen, this week, night, apparently. this week, uh, some craziness in the the old United States of America, huh? Oh, boy. Oh, my gosh. A bunch of people oh, just oh uh, gosh. took it upon themselves to just, you know, storm the U.S. Capitol building in Washington, D.C. Um, that was a wild de- afternoon there, wasn't it? it so let me let – because me, I, I cut a little – cut a fun little little promo about how we got to kick Donald Trump out of the WWE Hall of Fame. But let me – Great let me, argument, let me, too, by the way, pal. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, that was um, a good one. Uh, so, so on Wednesday, obviously, you know, some 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 light terrorism, light treason happened over in uh, in our nation's capital, where a bunch of uh, can I say fucking morons? Fucking morons. Hey, hey, yeah, we do whatever we want. So anyway, these morons decided that they were going to charge in to the Capitol building. I'm going to take our country back. I don't know what their plan was once they got in there, because it seems like they just got in there and broke a bunch of stuff, smeared some poop on the walls and like left. Although one guy apparently tased himself in the balls so hard that he got a heart attack and died, uh, allegedly. 
so, so on Wednesday, and to, to net, I still have not watched anything that happened Wednesday. I did watch Monday, and I did watch Friday, but I didn't watch Wednesday. I hear that I missed out on a lot on Wednesday because I didn't watch on Wednesday. I have not had four hours of time to make up watching Wednesday. Um, but I, apparently I, I missed out on, on a good bit. But, uh, you know, the world might have been ending, so you can understand why I wouldn't have watched wrestling on Wednesday. Of, of course. Um <laughs> but today, and this is also not wrestling related, but the funniest, and this is why I'm in such a good mood. If you watch hashtag no fly list, so many of these people just getting dragged off of planes while they cry about, and they call me a terrorist, and I can't fly on a plane and go home. <laughs> oh, I love it. Mm, it's so delicious. Oh, oh my God. It's like. Oh, it's oh my god! Just insert that into my veins because that to me it just creates pure joy in my heart to just watch these people get what they had coming to them. I don't know what they thought they were gonna do, but they made me not watch wrestling on Wednesday. So fuck them. Yeah, and I, they can't now. You gotta walk wherever you go. So you know, I'm sure that they're gonna be. Uh, you should buy an eco car. An eco car. Yeah, like a Tesla, you know, like a battery thing. Get you one well, of those. They're them. not going to have any money. They're not going to have any money after they get out of prison ten years from now. They're not going to be able to get a Tesla. Yeah. <laughs> That's a so, they'll be cheap by then, man. They'll be used. They can buy a used one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so guys, I I bring up the bring up the craziness of what was Wednesday afternoon, uh, because in the recent last couple of days here. Reports come out that, you know, Linda McMahon may have had a little bit of a indirect hand in um, in funding this group that, that charged the old Capitol building there. Something to the tune of $37 million. Wonderful clickbait. Hey, by the way, Walt. Hey, you know, you got to do what you got to do sometimes, pal. You really do. <laughs> I mean, we're addressing it. It's not like... So, I didn't actually get a chance to read that article that you sent, so can you give me a little background on it? Yeah, so apparently Linda McMahon is the chair, the chairperson for a nonprofit organization called American First Policies. And this... You know, Sounds this like a Nazi organization to me. <laughs> and this uh, nonprofit organization has been linked to dark money which was donated to other um, Nazi organizations, other nonprofit organizations, Nazi organizations, um, donated. you know, it, it, in, in the Republican party, uh, a couple of women's groups um, more specifically. And uh, like I said, to the tune of $37 million. Now, a lot of these donations happened in 2016, uh, you know, but but the the relevancy of it today is that, you know, it, these are the same groups that have organized the storming of Capitol Hill and uh, were involved in all of the craziness and nonsense and poop smearing that we have been. So the the, the trial by combat, as I've heard so it be told, what you're saying is we need to put Linda McMahon on a no fly list. Um, I mean. You know, uh, this is as like, I think this is as bad for business as business can be. Drag her off guys. a plane. 
because you know i mean it's no it's no secret that Linda McMahon and and Vince McMahon and Donald Trump are bull, you know, they're friends, like they're homies. Oh, they're people, for sure. You know, and um, a a lot of the call to action this week, you know, especially from our very own Tom, has been to remove Donald Trump from the WWE Hall of Fame because of his actions in his last month as the President of the United States. Most, Most credibly, the storming of Capitol Hill on Wednesday. A lot of legends have come out. McFoley, I know for sure. Um, and I know I've seen a couple of other ones um, that have, you know, a lot of them just retweeted Mick. Yeah. So, um, you know, so there's a lot of a lot of movement on this this front with this thing. People wanting uh, Donald Trump removed from the WWE Hall of Fame, and I, I can't sit here and say that I disagree. You know, I'm not the most political guy in the entire world, and I don't really share my views with people because that's just not the type of person that I am. But this is bad. This whole thing is bad. The The situation has gotten ugly. It's gotten out of control. And then I saw a thing today on Facebook uh, that, you know, he's got access to Twitter through a, a group now. And he's posting that he's going to be the president indefinitely until all of this is sorted out. Like, this is some scary shit, man. Like, this is some next level, like, crazy shit that, that this guy's got going on right now. Yeah, it's... about. And it's never going to happen. Like, our, our, you know, the United States system's no. not going to let this kind of stuff happen. But just no. the mindset is crazy. Yeah. It's why. And that's the pro. Well, that's the pro. It's not even that it's going to happen. It's that it's going to get people hurt. It's already gotten people hurt. It's gotten, uh, what, a police officer killed. Yeah. I mean, he, he, you know, he as much as I can joke about a guy tasing his own balls and having a heart attack and dying, uh, you know, they beat a police officer to death with a with a fire extinguisher. And that's so, I mean, that's, you know, that's, that's people particularly like, you know, people who are frontline responders, it puts them in a lot of danger. And that's, this is just not the kind of thing, you know, these little whiskey rebellion insurrections are, I mean, they'll be put down, but like every little eruption of violence is like, puts people at risk, especially because it's going to happen in, you know, public spaces. And listen, so. here's the thing, and this is, you know, everybody's going to gonna come at us this week and, oh, what the hell has this got to do with wrestling? Well, I mean, it's got a little bit to do with it because, I mean, we're talking about the McMahons funding this organization. And like I said, it may have been an indirect thing, but, you know, the paper trail's there. The money's there. And these are the kind of things that are, are being talked about right now. And, I mean, for Jesus, you know, for God's sake, we've got Mantar leading the – you know, leading the charge inside the Capitol <laughs> building. I mean, you can't tell me that this isn't a wrestling oh, storyline nice. right now. Apparently, according to Mantar's mother, uh, he has not eaten since Friday because they do not serve organic food in prison. Oh. So. <laughs> Mantar, Mantar should have took some rations with him, sounds uh, like. <laughs> Mantar eats what he kills, apparently. <laughs> Mantar. <laughs> uh so yeah so mantar takes over the the capitol building with uh wwe money well it's not really wwe money it's mcmahon no. which is still wwe money uh they're gonna they're, they're gonna be pissed when they hear about this one guys i don't uh i don't feel bad for linda anymore with that angle with vince mcmahon and trish stratish when she was in the uh, wheelchair i felt real bad for her when that happened i don't feel bad for her anymore uh, well yeah. neither neither does I'm mantar kidding. No. <laughs> no, uh, main charge is not. 
So, a little bit more craziness going on this week uh, on the old COVID-19 front. Oh, jeez. Um, it, it was... The news was released today that one Drew McIntyre has tested, has he tested positive for he tested positive and he's positive. in, and he's and he's in, in quarantine. quarantine. Yeah, yeah. Um, hopefully his, his that is the worst situation well, to be in. Hopefully his COVID is more like your COVID, Walt, and not yes. like and not like my parents or like you know one of the three hundred fifty thousand people that have died. My parents didn't die, but. You know, they were sick, like sick as hell for like a couple of weeks. So. And I just had a 14 day vacation in my basement. Yeah, yeah, you just hopefully he's just not allowed to leave his basement. Yeah. And he, yeah, that's 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 what I hope for him. I'm actually kind of shocked that it took this long to get there. Truth be told. Um, I am too, you know, and I, I, I had made that statement about my own situation, you know, surprised that it had taken this long for for me to have come down with it. So, you know, when you're, you're in close contact and close proximity with these people all the time, you know, and, and from all of the stuff that you see on the network, all the backstage stuff, they do a pretty good job of making sure that they've got the, the masks on and they're, they're staying socially distanced and this and that, and they're, they're doing all the right stuff. Um, but, you know, it's just one of those things, but I guess apparently a, uh, another WWE superstar on the SmackDown roster has also tested positive for COVID-19. Uh, however, that information has not been released of who that is specifically. Um, but I'll be interested to see if that comes out over the next couple of days since the old Scottish warrior is the, you know, the face well, of this. Do we know, does Drew McIntyre have a traveling lady partner? That uh, could no, possibly his, be it. I don't know that no, he's... He, his his wife is um right there in Tampa back home i see well that's true and they're not really traveling right now anyway so i guess that'd be a moot point at this you know and i mean what are these tv tapings like i'm you know are they trying to mishmash them all into one day and get a bunch of different stuff done like whoa what's the i don't know because they're letting fans back in now a little bit yeah but they're behind the well, not in not in WWE. Then oh, NXT. NXT, they are. Yeah, yeah, and AEW. Yeah. Um, and speaking of AEW, uh, that they're another one that has kind of had a little bit of a, a COVID thing this week. Uh, Thunder Rosa's kind of at the the forefront of the AEW side of things, which um, you know created a rumor that there possibly could have been some exposure at some holiday parties because all four of the major organizations uh have been co-mingling on private time and uh so this is has the potential to affect not only wwe aew but also impact and ring of honor uh as you know everybody's in florida right now so guys what do you think about covid uh you know in the wrestling world right now do you think we're going to see some policy changes well, going forward I mean, didn't we – we talked about this in, what, episode two or three? Uh, speaking on whenever you start doing interpromotional matches and letting people out of the – outside of the bubble that you got going on there, that it just leaves you open to this type of situation. And you're looking now that it's going to touch all four – potentially touch all four of the companies. Like you said, I mean, this could be a bad bed. This is why, you know, you got to wear your mask. You got to stick to the – to, to close to your groups, you can't you can't be going out in groups. I mean, Tom, you haven't been to work in months. I know, you know, you don't you go to restaurants. You don't do nothing. You know, do anything. Well, and... so the, I, I mean, I think you know, I, I think for for a long period of time there was a bubble, 
And I think that bubble probably broke around the holidays. And I think they probably broke it at Thanksgiving. And, you know, thankfully nothing happened around Thanksgiving, but they, you know, they probably broke it. And yeah, they're all in Florida. Like all four major promotions right now are, are in Florida. Everybody's there. So if you were, this is like the only time in history where everybody they've ever known in the wrestling business is all within, you know, at least a couple of hours of each other, if not minutes. Um, so, you know, they, they took advantage of it and, and, you know, maybe there were some holiday parties, maybe there was some Thanksgiving parties, somebody, you know, that somebody was patient zero oh, yeah. and clearly, and clearly it's, it seems to have peaked off. I wouldn't be shocked if we hear about you and, uh, you know, just a couple handfuls here and there. Just, just coming out. And, oh man, this whole. Could you imagine if like the whole new day was sick, or like, you know, all, all that kind of stuff? Right. So it's, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's an unfortunate situation. But it sounds like what happened is the bubble broke, and when the bubble breaks, that's just this is what happens. Yeah, for sure. And uh, it, it's just it's unfortunate that you know we are weeks away from a tent post pay per view event for WWE, and the champion is in is in limbo, you know, and uh, I think that moving forward, we're probably going to see some policy changes uh, amongst all four promotions, uh, you know, to ensure that this kind of stuff doesn't happen, especially because you've had such high high profile acts like Drew McIntyre, Thunder Rosa, that are kind of at the forefront of this whole thing. You know, it's not like we're talking about a Drew Gulak or, you know, a, a an R-Truth, like the, this is the WWE champion. This is the face that runs the place. You yeah. know, this is the guy that you're you've you've strapped the rocket to and you're sending him to the moon. And now all of a sudden he's got COVID three weeks out, two, three weeks out from, from Royal Rumble. It's wild. You know, and what are they what are they doing now? And I guess I saw a thing that he's gonna speak tonight on, on Monday Night Raw. He better is be he- wearing a mask. Well, I'm be assuming he's probably going to be via satellite. Yeah, I assume he'll yeah. be doing the, he'll be doing the cell phone. Thing. He'll be doing the cell phone video thing. Um, but I mean, I mean, hell, he didn't. He did you an know entire what? episode of of Chronicle through uh, through cell phone video. That's true, boys. I think this is the perfect time that they can have a chemical warfare match as their gimmick. Him and Goldberg. <laughs> First to get COVID. <laughs> well, we'll see who survives COVID. We lock them both in a room. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> yeah, this guy just said, let's have a chemical warfare match. A COVID on the pole match? Would that be better? So that's... Uh... That sounds like some. That sounds like some old school NWA Jim Crockett promotion type <laughs> shit right there, Derek. <laughs> oh shit, Derek, where you come up with this stuff? I don't know, but I'm you know, I'm did. I'm a natural promoter. What can I say? Oh, uh, man, that's funny. That's good stuff. <laughs> yeah, good stuff good there. Stuff. Good stuff yeah. there, Jim Crockett. Yeah. Um, hey, well, you know, you know what though, your favorite. You know what's not going to happen? I'm real sorry. You're not gonna get to see Goldberg versus versus uh, Drew McIntyre now. I'm real sorry. I don't think about that. so. Do I'm you real promise? sorry, pal. Do you promise? Oh, you weren't really excited for it. Listen, here we go. Like, <laughs> it, so, all right. You didn't mean you didn't want to watch an overgrown, crusty old gorilla 
God, man. Why? Why does this happen? So it's for you. USA Network, right? Supposedly, they they want change to the product. Vince McMahon says, we're going to do a Legends Night. It's good shit, pal. And then at the (laughs) end, we're going to bring out Goldberg. So they hustled him out there, too. Yeah. Get out there. Fumbled the time. That Legends Night thing was a disaster. It was terrible. 1,000,000% agree with Mustafa Ali on everything that he said on Raw Talk. Did you see that promo? I did, but those matches were bangers. The... The show was good. Like the, the matches were good. The, the right. That's what I mean. Like yeah. the the wrestling portion of the show was good. Yeah, that's what I mean. But the like how how bad did Randy Orton look though? Like running around like picking on the legends like a middle school boy. Oh, don't even get me started. Yeah, that was like okay. So they ended they ended the week before for Randy Orton. Like oh my god, he's gonna light Alexa Bliss on fire. Oh my god, and it built up. There was tension. It was great. And then they were like, no, nah, I'm not gonna do that. But you know what? Instead, it made me mad. Somebody go pick on these legends, and it was like, yeah. what? That's bull. Well, you can't do that. So yeah, I. I think you should have lit Alexa Bliss on fire, and we shouldn't have had Legends Night, and we should have just had the same matches. Yeah, yeah we should have just the, skipped Legends Night completely. The matches were awesome. Like, yeah, they were but, killer. You know, and then, but you, but here's the thing: you use Legends Night to camouflage your your true thing here. So you get Keith Lee and Drew McIntyre that go out here, and they put on a they put oh. on a match. Oh like, my god! I'm gonna that tell you what it wasn't. Match. It wasn't five stars in the Tokyo Dome. I mean, hell, it might have not even been three stars in Thunderdome, right? But it was a good, solid Monday Night Raw match, okay? And I'm not hating on it. Like, I'm just, I'm trying to make a point. I give a four. I'm trying to make a point here. So, they have this really, really good match, right? And then the thing that I, then all of a sudden the match is over, and all the legends are up there, and it's great, and it's awesome. Oh, Drew McIntyre, he's our guy. And then it happens. Goldberg, who gives a shit? Are we serious? Why is it every single time? Now I get this dude is is signed a contract through 2023 where he is required to wrestle two matches a year from now until 2023, and that's great. But why is it every time this guy comes around that he's got to just walk right out and put him put his nose right into a championship feud? It's ridiculous. It's uncalled for. And by all reports, everybody's saying that there's nobody on Monday Night Raw that's ready to ch- to challenge Drew McIntyre for the WWE Championship. Whose fault's that? Oh, yep. Vince McMahon. Because all we want to do is we don't want to make changes. We don't want to use our airtime wisely and push guys like Angel Garza, Aleister Black, wherever the fuck he's been. You know, in control. Right, you got Ricochet that, that's <laughs> just sitting there in limbo. You got Mustafa Ali, like these are talented dudes, and they're they're scrapping and 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 they're they're having a hard time getting TV time, and then they're relegated to shit like Raw Talk and, and Saturday morning's main event or whatever the shit that's called these days. It's ridiculous, and then you're gonna bring out goddamn Goldberg and he, you don't have any respect. And apparently that was a botched promo, but yeah, the only person all night that didn't have any, (laughs) the anybody that didn't have any respect all goddamn night was Randy Orton because he looked fucking stupid. But the thing is, the problem is then you read after the fact, they're like, oh, Goldberg, we we told him to go out there and ad-lib and he just went right from the script. Well, no shit because he's a moron. Okay? (laughs) He doesn't ad-lib. He's not a promo. He goes out, he goes, 
And he spears you and he jackhammers you, pins you, takes your title, and he walks away. And then he loses it three months later and he goes home. That's his shtick. That's his deal. And here we are wasting prime TV time to develop our roster on fucking Bill Goldberg. Well, not only that, but uh, that's the WWE made fun of Bill Goldberg for years. Dwayne Gill, Gilberg. That was the that yeah. was the gimmick. That's what they were making fun of is that he didn't cut a promo. Listen, Gilberg was over. <sighs> oh yeah, I'm not saying. Well, saying if you that. wanted to use it wisely, why wouldn't you just use Goldberg to then validate someone to be the next guy to go up against uh, Drew? You know, I, I I do think that that Drew's going to beat Goldberg when and if that happens. I think, but I don't wrong. think that even should come to that. I've, I've got to go with Walton. Like he shouldn't have even get that that match. Like use him to elevate another talent. So then that way, you know, you've got another top guy up there. Because let's let's not just sit here and act like Goldberg isn't gonna. You know, it, it, it's a good rub for whoever gets him. It yeah, really the is. The problem is he's not but there Drew to give people it. the rub, bud. He's well, there he needs to make to his money. He's there to make his money. He's there to look like he did in 1997. That's all he's there for. He doesn't give a shit about the business. He doesn't give a shit about the young guys. He doesn't care what no. they have to worry about, their challenges, none of that shit. He don't care. He cares about the piece of paper with the zeros on it. That's what that guy cares about. Maybe, maybe now that Drew's got COVID, Maybe they'll let him go with Matt Riddle. Oh, hey, that that would hey, you know what? And that would be okay because they have some serious backstage heat, and like that'd be real nice. I'd like to watch Goldberg no sell Riddle, and then yeah. Riddle act, and then Riddle actually like throw a potato. Yeah, yeah. I would like to see that. Yeah, I would like to see Riddle get speared out of his Crocs. Uh, yeah, right. Or flippy floppies, whatever he's got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He, he, he wears slides, bud. Slides, they're they're yeah. not slides. Slides have the top, and that's a horrible name for them. They're all flip-flops to me, but the slides do this. The flip-flops are the thong for your toe. For your titties, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got all that? Yeah, I got all that. You got, you got your sandal game on? <laughs> hey, hey, I don't wear – I I wear – I wear the slip-on Vans. Okay? Uh, that's a classic shoe right there. Probably. It is. You know why? Because they don't. If if you don't have ties on them, they don't come untied. Hmm. Cla- classic shoe, pal. Yeah, for sure. But you know what they the, where the mistake is with Bill Goldberg? They need to trot him out there. Now I understand, like I said, that he's got this whole two matches a year thing. But they need to trot him out there in a special attraction type match. They tried that though with the Undertaker. Well, and yeah, but they uh, Goldberg also rang his bell on the post 32 seconds into the match well, when he tried to spear Undertaker in the corner. And yes, it was a train wreck. It was but real bad. What if? What if he wouldn't have rung his bell on the on the? It post? probably still would have been pretty bad. He just wouldn't have bad. as easy of an out of an excuse to say yeah, why it was that. Probably bad. still would have been pretty bad. Still bad. But regardless, we we continue to put him out there, and he continues to win championships, and he continues to lose championships, and then goes home. Yep, it, well, it's it's absurd. Didn't I swear he fight? Did he, he he beat up Dolph Ziggler at some point? Did he not? Yeah, SummerSlam 2019. Uh, okay. Derek and I were actually at the Go Home Raw for that in Pittsburgh mm-hmm. when he came out to confront uh, Dolph Ziggler, and it was cool. It was a cool moment because Goldberg yeah, was there. It was awesome. I'm not gonna lie, like it was a cool moment that he was there. Because it's not advertised, and it was a genuine surprise. But, and like I said, it was a cool moment. 
But I give what? two shits that he came out there on Sunday and beat the shit out of Dolph Ziggler at SummerSlam. Poor Dolph, because Dolph Ziggler well, deserved better. Well, so, I mean, I'm just saying that's the kind of guy, if you want to put put him in a special attraction match, you put him in a guy who can oversell like Ziggler can, and just let him, like, just just wreck, let him wreck Dolph Ziggler. Because, like, look, Dolph Ziggler's ruined anyway. Dolph Ziggler doesn't care anymore either. Like, he goes no. away for a little while, does his comedy thing, comes back when it's like, hey, you want to be the tag team champ for a while? He's like, yes, I do. And just, he knows what his role is. And he's good at, yeah. at it. And he's good with it. You know, if you are accepting of it, it's much easier. You know, and yeah. I, I think that the fact that Goldberg like walks out and says, I want a title match is the most ridiculous thing. I think it's even more ridiculous than Adam Pierce winning a gauntlet match. And he's now going to challenge Roman Reigns. On, on I thought world. that was great. That match uh, was awesome. I, Adam it, Pierce, I forgot Adam Pierce could go. Truth be told. Like, yeah. I, like I remember, like when he was in like Ring of Honor, and he, I think he was in Impact for a little while. He was in NWA. He's like a five time NWA champion. Yeah, he was. Like, but that was like, like a long time ago. <laughs> like that was like pre Nick Aldis NWA. Uh, yeah, but it was th- that angle was fun though. Like you know the whole I- I'm not doing this KO. Come on, and then it flip flops and oh, it was Adam Pierce that set the match up, and Roman's like, oh, okay. Okay, we'll 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 get him on that one, and then the whole setup come Friday night, put him in a gauntlet match, and that was good stuff. I like it. it to me, it's less ridiculous than Bill Goldberg. It, I didn't think it was ridiculous at all. I thought the angle was perfect. I thought uh, it was I like so, the angle. I thought the angle was great. I mean, it was, and I thought the match beforehand was the matches. I guess it was a gauntlet. I, I that was fantastic. I mean, that okay, that was the best Shinsuke Nakamura has looked in WWE. That certainly. match, yep, certainly. That was the best he has looked in WWE, and it was. I feel so bad for him. I feel like he's been so wasted moving don't, to WWE. Don't. I don't feel bad for him now. He mm. don't. He's uh. He's this is his vacation. He's not. He doesn't have to strong style take head take hard head kicks every night. He doesn't have to fall on his head. You know, he comes out there, gives a few kinshasas. You know, maybe maybe eats a pin here and there. Whatever goes goes and surfs, enjoys his life. He's loving life right now, and he's getting to do. He's gonna. He he's probably based on that performance on Friday in the gauntlet match. He's probably getting ready to get himself a pretty sizable push here. So, I I don't. Well, he was just the Intercontinental Champion too. I mean, it's not like he hasn't been like in a title picture. He's been in a title picture the entire time he's been in WWE. Yeah, Andy. I mean, he had that that feud Mm -hmm. with AJ Styles over the WWE Championship too. That was. That it was fine looking back. I think it was a little overhyped. I think people were too. I mean, there were what three matches, and I think people were like expecting so much out of them. But it was like, well, these guys aren't like twenty eight anymore. These guys are both pushing forty. It's not going to be the same kind of thing. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I still like. I still like the Kinshasa. Oh, and sure. Whenever somebody gets the Kinshasa, and Corey Graves is Corey Graves is like Kinshasa. I'm like, yes, it is. Yeah, and now he's now he's like he he's hitting it out of nowhere. It's it's a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, it's real good. He was he was he was cracking on it on uh, on Friday. I enjoyed that a lot. So um, I am guilty. I did not watch AEW this week. Derek, anything good happen on AEW, pal? Boys, you guys missed a banger. It was awesome. Like every match. I had read. I had had read that it was a good. I heard. Yeah, yeah. I heard. Honestly. You know, wrestling just in general, some weeks there's it's just a total stink fest. 
in some of these weeks, like this week, I just felt like everything was good stuff. Yeah. You know? uh-huh. Other than the legends aspect of it, the matches though, match wise, it was a great week for wrestling. AEW oh, yeah. easily had the match of the week, at least for me. And we'll get to that later, of course. But, but yeah. I mean, I I, I saw awesome. big, I saw snippets of Ray, Ray Phoenix and Kenny. That looked uh, that looked pretty good. I mean, I'm not the biggest Kenny Omega fan. I do like Ray Phoenix. You don't um, say. But I but yeah. But yeah, uh, that match was uh was really <laughs> legit, and they had uh Jack Swagger and uh or Jack Swagger, Jake Hager, Jake, and uh, <laughs> I heard that was a good big man match. I, I heard yeah, I heard it was big. a it was real good big man match, man. I mean they um they threw some shots. It was awesome. That's yeah, good stuff. That's, that sounds that those two matches particularly sound like matches I want to go back and watch, and I will at some point. I have no <laughs> idea what happened on NXT though, so. I- um, I, I, I fell asleep watching NXT this week, but like the first, the first half of like what I saw was real good. Uh, I'm definitely going to go back and rewatch it. I've had a really long week guys, you know, uh, just, I, I'm, I'm not in and into the wrestling space this week. That's for sure. I mean, but I did, did make sure that I watched raw and SmackDown knowing that, you know, that that's probably where we're going to find our meat and potatoes. Uh, but Tom, interesting thing that I saw this week. Uh, Kenny Omega said that the one-winged angel is unbeatable. It's a stupid, still a stupid move. They sold it as care. no one has kicked out of it. Is how they I sold it. This past I mean, I, I don't care that nobody's kicked out of it. That's mm-hmm. why wrestling that that pulls me out of wrestling because putting people up in in the electric chair is stupid. It's just. Uh, but then it's he really, takes one arm out. That just makes it that much worse. It then listen, it combos it by listen, ten instantly. Listen, listen. I saw this. I saw that article, and I said, "Oh, I can't wait to tell Tom. I <laughs> uh, can't wait." No, no, I'm not gonna. Okay, so I uh, got problem with one winged angel. Number one. <laughs> okay, you can't. You can't have. You can't put a grown man. A grown man will not get on your shoulders willingly. I I can barely get a child to do it. Like like a forty five pound five year old, and I'm a two hundred and thirty pound man. I can't get a forty pound five year old to do it like willingly and like stay up there and like you can't get a grown man like that's ridiculous. First of all, so number one that number two like what's with the uh, and then you're gonna bend over so he can reach up and grab your stupid head like oh let me just get into position so you like let me let me help you spike my head. Because let me help you help me not get hurt. Yeah, let me help you <laughs> spike my head. Like that's what's it's so ridiculous. It's just like like everybody else, like it's it's as ridiculous. Okay, it's as it's 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 as ridiculous as the people's elbow, but the people's elbow is supposed to be ridiculous, like like that was the rock, like trying to pop the boys in the back, and for some reason, and then Jr. sold it. Ah, oh, driven it right into the heart, but it was still like it was ridiculous, right? But it it's ridiculous. like, but if he didn't come out and sell it, like, what? Like when he sold it, it was ridiculous. Like he was, was like, I'll give the people. It wasn't like, oh my god, you can't kick out of my amazing one winged angel thing where I'm gonna 
electric chair, grab your head, spike it, and oh. you're going to help me. God, it sucks. It sucks so much. It makes me so upset. It's 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 just so – damn it, Walt. <laughs> That's how you reel in the big fish, pal. Yeah. Hey, but seriously, and then we'll get into match of the week. Um, so I've been thinking about this, right? Uh-oh. So AEW and Impact have their little crossover thing going on. And yes. it, it looks like it really might start leaning towards what I projected that it's going to be. Because I guess Lance Archer's getting ready to go over to Impact. And now you've got the Bullet Club, you know, kind of coming back together. And I guess Kent is in uh, Orlando, landed in Orlando today. And it's this big thing because they don't know if he's going to Impact, AEW, or NXT because he's in Orlando. It's wild. But uh, that's neither here nor there. Um, but, you know, like, I know that, like, I'm overly critical about AEW and the things that they do and they don't do and their in-ring work and stuff like that. But some of the stuff that they're doing behind the scenes and as far as, like, the just recently, you know, with, with the Mr. Brody Lee tribute, you know, Tony Khan bought the song, the old 55 song. He bought the rights to that song for its, the, you know, its lifetime. Mm-hmm. So that he that video doesn't go away. Well, he just did something similar for Jungle Boy, because I guess Jungle Boy on the Independence came out to a song called Tarzan Boy or whatever that was, and he just bought the the rights to the song for Jungle Boy to use forever. So you know they're they're changing the game in that aspect where, you know, they really are kind of taking care of the boys and they're doing some things. And I know that drives Tom crazy, but t- Cody Rhodes has even come out and said that he feels like. They need to reel in a little bit because the talent has too much freedom. He said the things oh. are starting to starting to run, you know, together. Like you've got this angle going on over here, um, and then you've got another angle going on over here, but they're the same thing just with different people. And so he he's talking about maybe reeling in some of that freedom so that they don't become redundant in their storylines. Well, and they have a run in every match too, yeah. so. That's, I mean, that, that that used to happen a lot in like Attitude Era for a, for a minute, and then they like kind of reeled that in. That's when like East when WCW was winning, there was a lot of run-ins in WWF. But I mean, it's just one of those things where it's like, yeah, I agree. It's it's all it it all gets a little too samey sometimes. And the thing about Tony Khan just buying outright buying music and stuff, he can do that. But that's that to me just kind of lends to the like, well, he's a money mark kind of kind of sense to it and it's like I, look for the for the Brody lee thing i get it that makes sense that's good but now it's like oh jungle boy you can have one next it'll be a, here you go mjf here you go luchasaurus here you go and then it's it's it just becomes a little bit too what like where does it stop well why why jungle boy well i mean by all accounts i guess jungle boy is going to get the going to get the push Oh, is he? I feel like we've been saying that for like saying that since like like six months into AEW, and it's never. It's. it's I really feel like if they would get rid of, I'm sure he's a nice guy, but Marco Stunt brings that tag group down big time. I'm not here to see Marco Stunt. I'm here to see Luchasaurus. I don't know why every time they have a tag match, Marco Stunt has to swap out with Luchasaurus. I I just think they should let Marco Stunt and Birdie Lee's. Son, just do stuff, and they can. Yeah, can that, that, that there you go. That's mm-hmm. fine. Uh, but yeah, I think yes, he needs please. to get out. I agree. If you want Jurassic Express to be a serious contender for tag titles or for titles in general, 
I, you got to get rid of the the midget stunt man that comes with them. What's yeah. the matter? You guys don't like peewee sized people? No, no, no. It has nothing to do with that. Like it's just. Yes, I'm sorry. I'm saying <laughs> I don't like peewee sized people. Peewee sized people. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I don't know. I, it's just it's interesting to see some of the stuff that's going on behind the scenes with AEW and how they're they're kind of running their business a little bit. Um, I don't know. I'm coming I mean, it around. Seems nice. It seems nice. I'm I'm coming they're around. Nice. I'm coming around. But we'll we'll see. Maybe this is what the evolution of the business is supposed to be, and we're we're just so jaded in our WWE colored glasses that we don't know. But it's time to expect more, you know. For me, the in ring's got to get better, or I'm not going to be so. The women's do. I feel like the men's has gotten a lot better in the last mm -hmm. six months. I feel like the women's has not. And that, it, oh, hey, your favorite, Sheeta had a match this week <sighs> where she had, a, she had a sloppy stoop fest with Abaddon. Uh, yeah, it went most of the match was in a picture and a picture of in the commercial break, and then it ended with like a running knee. And it was just overall not a good match. Um, you, you've ruined you Sheeta for me, by the way, Walt, because there was a point in time where she was the best performer on their list. Not that that was saying much because it wasn't like like they had like a star studded cast, but she was the standout. And now that like they've got some other, you know, not terrible wrestlers, now she looks bad. But I'm gonna tell you what though, for the AEW women's division, like I've been kind of paying attention a little bit because we've been so critical of it. You know, I, I've been like, you know, Sorry oh, I got a you. little bit of got a little bit of downtime. I'm gonna watch a little bit of AEW dark here on the old YouTube. And that's where they're really putting their women getting their women's division in order. And like, you know, Tom, you, you had compared uh, a, a women's tag team match to somebody pushing around two drunk women at the club. Um that's you what know, that match was. And, and there's a lot of that, but there's, there's a lot of some there's also a lot of solid work that I'm I'm seeing getting put in by some of these women. And we're we're starting to kind of build this division a little bit. It, it, it's going to this this part of of their roster is definitely going to be a marathon. It, there's no sprint involved here. No. Well, they've got some I, I believe overseas still on COVID leave too. So, you yeah, know, there is that. There's reinforcements you know coming. I'm going to tell you what, if you're talking about Riho, Derek, you just need to <laughs> yeah. take that. No. You just need to ball that up and throw that in the trash because I'll be honest with you, she can stay in Japan. She can stay with whatever's over there that they have their women thing and all that. Stay Star. Don't bring that Star. shit back yeah. over here, okay, because it's terrible. She's terrible. She's not believable. Everybody loves Riho. I don't understand why. My – my 19 month old son is bigger than Rio. I'd, I'd buy that. And I don't think he's going to be beaten up on anybody anytime soon. I mean, he does, he does beat up his sister a little bit, but he, you know what? he probably choke slam Rio. Let's have a Rio Marco stunt match. Loser leaves AEW. I mean, uh, how about can, can we get it's a, a win win? <laughs> yeah, out? yeah, there you go. <laughs> They've just beat each other to bloody pulps. And it's <laughs> Orange Cassidy comes in and Orange punches both of them. Oh, was, he on, was Orange Cassidy on on uh, on this week? He was. He was part of a promo with. Uh, but he didn't wrestle. But he didn't wrestle. Uh, 
old Trent is going to be out like six months, man. I guess Ooh, he went towards Peck or something. Uh, that's what happens okay. when you're shredded like Jesus. You yeah, just, well, you know, it is. Should it just is. should just be fat and dumpy, and you never tear tear a Peck. Hey, I've never torn my Imagine the 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 pop on that hug whenever he finally does come back, though. That's gonna be epic. <laughs> I mean, it probably because <laughs> because that hug is over. That hug oh, yeah. is over. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's over. All right. You got to give the people what they want. <laughs> and with that being said, we're gonna give the people what they want, gentlemen. What people let's, want. Let's right, talk we'll match of the week. Tom. Okay, I go first. All right, so I you get so excited because you get so excited when I say match of the week because uh-huh. you're like, "Ooh, who's he? Who's he gonna pick first? <laughs> it was me. All right, um, so uh, I have to I have to renege my nat- match of the week from last week because I said that my favorite thing that happened was Randy Orton gonna light Alexa Bliss on fire. I was like, "Oh man, that was so good! What good storytelling!" And then. They totally fell on its face this week. It was like the worst part of Raw this week. So um, that gets tossed out. Uh, now, the match of the week, matches, was that gauntlet match at the end of SmackDown. It was wonderful. I mean, just wonderful. It was, it was everything I wanted the end of SmackDown to be. And then to get Roman Reigns and Jey Uso in involved in the end and bring all those other all of the other top tier talent on SmackDown was involved in it. It reminded me of the the one SmackDown ending because uh, I've I've seen people sharing the clip this week because it was a very similar type of deal where they had you had you know Jericho was out there and then the, you know the Undertaker came out choke slammed. And then somebody took out the or somebody took out the Undertaker. Or no, Shane McMahon came out with a steel chair, took out the Undertaker, and the Big Show came out, punched through Shane McMahon, and took him out with the chair. And then like The Rock came out and Rock bottom. It was just like a whole big thing of like everybody. And then Stone Cold stunned him at the end, and that was like like the end was just Stone Cold standing tall and Vince McMahon and Stone Cold smiling at each other from the, so. It was to me very reminiscent of that sort of, where it's like just all the main top talent was involved, but like even more than that because it wasn't just guys getting their stuff in. It was like, like I said earlier, Shinsuke Nakamura. That was the best piece of work he's done in WWE. Daniel Bryan is always brilliant, but he was brilliant in that. Uh, Adam uh, Pearce, he, did. he looked, he looked real good. Daniel Bryan looked real good, and I'll let you get back to your thing here, but. You know, Daniel Bryan has been kind of topic of a little bit of controversy this week that he may have created for himself, kind of putting out in there some some deep thinking that maybe he's uh, putting himself first because he's now a big part of the creative team and he doesn't want to feel that he's doing that, but he feels like he's doing that. So uh, that'll be interesting to kind of see moving forward here. Well, uh, SmackDown doesn't suck. So if he's part of the creative team, uh, they should leave him, keep him in that chair because it doesn't suck and a lot of what he's doing i don't know if it's him or whomever it is whomever is putting the smackdown stuff together especially the angles around roman reigns that needs to maintain um that being and then i forgot adam pierce could go you didn't get much pal he got got his got his teeth knocked down his throat and then thrown over top of well he did that's not all he did he had a couple he, he got a little bit of a little bit of work in there but yeah, I thought it was a great match. Uh, I thought the a- end angle was good. Um, 
it was it it was like one of those things where it was like I kind of knew it was like ah oh, what are they gonna do, but it was like it kind of reminded me of that like attitude era type stuff where it was like I knew something was gonna happen but I didn't know what was gonna happen, and then when it happened I was like oh man I like that a lot and then it ended and I was like cool everybody involved looked great great match and the angle was great so match of the week hey hundred percent what about you pal. Well, fellas, like I said before, uh, this was all around perfect week for wrestling for me. So honestly, I, I, I mean, I will obviously pick a match of the week, but I've just got to say that the the AEW show Dynamite uh, in the middle of the week on Wednesday night at eight on TNT was awesome. It had it was easily the TV show of the week, the wrestling show of the week. This thing had everything. It was a hot start with a Young Bucks match, doing some flippy floppies. There was uh, Abaddon come out, totally very much sold her character. That woman is committed. She is committed to being a zombie thingy bob. I mean, <laughs> she ain't playing. <laughs> Whatever the She's all fuck into, she is. <laughs> all into scary stuff. And uh, we, we had the Snoop Dogg cameo, which is, you know, whatever. But I'll be honest with you, the, the Cody Rhodes-Matt Seidel match was not bad at all. Um, it had its moments where it was like, oh, that was a screw up. That was a screw up. A couple of those in there, which then brings us to the match of the week. I forgot. I forgot that Snoop Dogg gave the worst. Yeah, it was, it was an interesting, uh, it was frog supposed splash. to be, you know, a frog splash, but it was more like a, he, he jumped and then kind of humped him. He and sort of fell. That's yeah, he want he wanted to get a pin in there, and it was just like, odd. Like, I mean, guys, he's fifty five years old. What do you expect? It, he's very tall and oddly, oddly, you know, an odd height for this falling body f- shape for this whole thing. He's all legs. There was. <laughs> hey, he's related to Sasha Banks. Sasha, yeah, like, the number one on Sports Illustrated wrestler. We gotta work on that, fam. Yeah. Yeah, Derek, how'd that how'd that how'd that make you feel this week, pal? Hey Sasha man, thanks being the number one wrestler in Sports Illustrated in 2020. Sports Illustrated. Sports Illustrated deals with sports, not sports entertainment. <gasps> See, that's that's where they're they're messing up there. Still real to me, damn it. <laughs> I trust their opinion zero. It is zero value to me. Um, but anyway, Ray Phoenix, Kenny Omega. Instant classic. This this is going to end up being the match of the month, and we're not even halfway through it yet. It was fantastic. I mean, there was not one. I mean, from my point of view, screw up one bit. Everything was solid. There was some huge, like top rope, crazy ass, good stuff. So here's what's going to happen. There was Tope suicides everywhere. I just I just want to <laughs> let you know. Here's what's so going to happen. So much Tope. Okay, so we're going to close this show out, and I'm going to immediately go to YouTube, and I'm going to immediately watch this match. And you if I have match. even a second where I look at it and I disagree with you, it's going all over YouTube. I'm going to Do rip it. you to shreds I will, on YouTube. I will gladly I, welcome the it. The full-on heel turn is coming. If I go and I go out of my way to watch this match and it's absolute dumpster fire, you it is are not going to feel real bad for yourself. How how could it be more of a heel turn if you're right? It's not a turn as much as it is like a just me being a better character. 
Yeah, yeah, you're okay. just gonna be more bold about your healness. Yeah, you're, maybe you're digging the trench deeper. We'll see. Maybe you're right. You're gonna love it. You're gonna love I it. Know. I have no no worries. I'm about gonna this. love it. I'm gonna love it. That's bold statement, pal. Yeah. Yeah. That's a bold statement. It's good stuff. There, there is two V triggers and a one winged angel, though. So I apologize in advance. How many topes? Uh, many topes. <laughs> you know what? One, one day I'm going to sit down and I'm going to do a count through the whole AEW episode and just report back to you guys that week and be like, all right, so there were 16 topes that were called by Excalibur this week. <laughs> Tope Sixteen sounds low. Sixteen does sound low. Also, there was the obligatory. It's Sting, as you know. We've we've gotten that so many times here lately. Yeah, well, you know, big ups to Tony Schiavone, not friend of the show. Nope, he never did call me after I bought his T-shirt. It's bullshit. Is his face on it? I'm gonna go to one of them shops in the middle of the mall and get him to make me one with his gotta face get on it. That's what I'm gonna get him do. To airbrush Tony Schiavone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want an airbrush Tony Schiavone. <laughs> get one with his picture on it, and then just put friend of the show. Oh, God. <laughs> Walt, what was your favorite match? Uh, yeah, so, yeah. Let's get to that. And uh, why is favorite... it not Kenny versus Ray Phoenix? Because uh, Walt because doesn't watch wrestling. I didn't, I didn't watch wrestling this week. <laughs> That's it. You did not watch wrestling because it was on uh, Wednesday at 8 on TNT. I, watched, <laughs> well, I was getting ready for a uh, a big-time corporate visit on Thursday. So Wednesday was kind of um, – and then was Thursday cool. was kind of – I was watching the world burn down. So. Yeah, and Tom was watching the world burn. So yeah, 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 I mean, there was that as well. Yeah, yeah um, that, was, that was a thing. But – my my match of the week, uh, my my honorable mention was uh, the gauntlet match. Uh, more specifically, Shinsuke and Daniel Bryan. That portion, uh, I thought that was a nice little, a nice little thing there. Um, both guys looked real good. Uh, it was a solid, solid little little get together there. But my match of the week, Kinshasa, was the Street Profits. Versus the glorious one and Mr. Jeffrey Penis, Dolph Ziggler, <laughs> for the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Titles. Um, it was a damn good match, guys. It was. I really, I, I really like Dolph and, and Rude together. Um, I do too. I, I think that they have great chemistry as a team. Um, you know that. They kind of, you know, play their little '80s thing, and they had their little pink matching tights this week. And now, I guess they named the team the Dirty Dogs. Uh, I like mm-hmm. that too. I, I, I might I'm, buy that I'm, shirt. I might buy that shirt. I'm I not. I might gonna, buy that shirt. <laughs> uh, you know, but and the Street Profits are the Street Profits, man. They they get in there and they they put on a show. The match was solid from start to finish. I didn't see too much, too many shenanigans or anything like that. It, it was just a good wrestling match and i really enjoyed it um and that's my match of the week and that's uh th- that's all i got to say about that yeah. i agree that that was a that that was a banger that was had that gauntlet match not a match of the week 100 yeah had, my, had that gauntlet match yeah 
and like I said, I enjoyed the gauntlet match tremendously, but you know, I, I had a feeling that that was going to be somebody's, somebody's go-to. And I actually am not surprised that Derek's match of the week was off of dynamite because I didn't, like I said, I didn't watch it, but, um, yeah, I had heard that it was awesome. So I am not surprised that Derek finally picked a match of the week from AEW Dynamite. Uh, but however, took him long you know, enough. Dolphin, Dolphin Rude and Street Profits. That's it. That's the match of the week. So it was. It was a good one. Hey guys, do you know what today's date is? Eleven, eleven, twenty-one. Well, it's one, 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 eleven, twenty-one. Right. So uh, on this date, nineteen ninety-three, Monday Night Raw made its debut. Uh, oh, yeah, it's crazy, right? Nineteen ninety-three. Where so, were we in 1993? Um, probably playing soccer. Huh? We were no six. We were six. We hadn't yet because it was January. Yeah, we hadn't yet. We, we were actually we were probably snowed in because that was the big blizzard that year. There was yeah. I got stuck in the snow. I built an igloo. My dad's, you know, you shovel. Yeah, I did too, and then I fell, and I got stuck. <laughs> <laughs> my dad had to pull me out by my feet. <laughs> uh, such simpler times. I was, right? I want to really take a second here, guys, and um, I know that I, I'm, I'm kind of going off script here, but, you know, uh, yesterday, uh, Sunday, January 10th, uh, marked 17 years since I was in a horrific car accident in which one of my best friends in the entire world was killed. Um, and I just really wanted to take a second and then uh, just kind of acknowledge that, you know, that man has, has meant so much to me in my lifetime. Um, you know, and, and I'm very fortunate to have had him as a part of my life. And, um, you know, I, I just want to say, Hey man, we miss you. Uh, we love you. So with all of that, um, Guys, I, I think we can go ahead and put a bow on this and, and, and take it home. Um, as always, make sure that you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at one underscore fall WC. That is O-N-E. Um, check us out on YouTube. If you're watching this, obviously you know that YouTube exists, but we're adding content, more content now. We're getting a little frisky here. So uh, be paying attention to that. Uh, make sure that you go and check out Tom's rant on uh, why Donald Trump deserves to be removed from the WWE Hall of Fame. Totally check, out, check out Derek talking about uh, Mustafa Ali. Uh, and most recently, um, yeah, those are the two things we got going on. I don't think I've done anything in a couple of weeks. Uh, maybe we'll fix that. We'll see what happens. I'm going to go watch this match. I bet you I cut a promo on Derek. Um, you got to get you something to feel some sort of way yeah, about. You know, and that's the thing. I, I, a lot of my stuff is an emotional response to things that people are saying or or have happened. Um, and I, I just I don't have that sometimes. So we'll see what happens there. With all that being said, thank you so much for hanging out and listening and uh, watching. We really appreciate it. Uh, big things coming 2021. Make sure you check out our uh, our merchandise. Uh, the link will be in the episode description. And it's all love. Thanks for hanging out. We'll catch you next time. One Fall WrestleCast.